Thank you for being with us today. We would love to have you join us in person. To partner with us or to give online, go to www.upperroomohio.com. We hope you enjoy this message. Anyway, Joel, won't you come up? Joel's a pastor, a campus pastor at Bethel Cleveland. Yep, let's honor him. Buddy. The cool thing is, Upper Room is, like, I love having guest speakers, love having people that we really value, look up to, but the best ones are the ones we value, we look up to, but have a relationship with, and that we call covenant, and that we call friends, you know? You know, we all have to be family in the kingdom, right? But we get to choose our friendships, and that's the one thing that he and I have done is we've chosen friendship, and uh, it's an honor to have you guys. It's been a blessing. Thank you for giving us your Sunday, your weekend, and we love you. And I think they have some guests that joined them, so thanks for joining us as well. Yeah, thank you, Aaron. We, we just love you guys. We love you guys. We love your family. We love the church and everything that you guys represent. And I, like uh, Pastor Aaron said, the last time I was here, uh, I did not have my wife because I didn't have a wife with me or a wife at that time. We were married in June, and this is Melissa. And uh, we have four teenagers. Uh, it was Remy's weekend to, to go to colleges, so we're trying to coordinate our schedules around four teenagers' sports college searches, and ministry. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> Woo! Everybody just extend their hand towards Melissa. <laughs> Pray. And, and, and Bob and Shonda Boisel are actually from Bethel, Cleveland. They attend the campus that I pastor. And thank you guys for coming. It's a big blessing for you guys to be here. But uh, I'm going to do things a little bit differently, and, and hopefully this doesn't throw the team too much of a curveball. But can I have a, a keyboard up here? And is there any other of the worship team available? Okay, we're going to do good. Good. <laughs> Jesus. Mm. During worship in the second service, uh, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And said, I want you to be more of yourself, Joel. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so here we go. Um, man, I just, the things that the Lord has been speaking to me um, in my own time, all, all of the ministry that that we're going to do comes out of like personal uh, overflow and encounter. I need to bring my iPad. Yeah. Hello. Very nice. Look at this. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Man, that song, caught up in your presence, all I want is you. Sorry for making it what I wanted it to be. Man, I tell you what, um, we are constantly being invited into a divine opportunity to connect with the heart of God. It's why Jesus came. It's why he died on the cross. And furthermore, as it says in the scripture, it is why he is risen and alive and walking among us today so that we could find him and remember and become who he created us to be because we are created in his image in his likeness we just forget or we don't know because nobody told us I think the, I think the last 
the, the last time I was here, I said something like this. If he knew us before we were born, we have a lot of remembering to do. Think about that. If it's true, if the Bible is true, and he knew us before we were born, God, I want to remember. This whole life in him of being transformed into his image from glory to glory, it happened at the finished work of the cross. And for those of us who believe it's the power of God unto salvation, and it's that power that enlightens us, that sets our mind free, and detangles us from this natural realm and releases us back into our intended purpose, which is to be in communion with our Creator. And I think that, man, as a pastor, as somebody who's preached the gospel in multiple countries and some big places, some little places, I'm always remembering God's so good that He always reminds me of who I am and who He is and what our ultimate purpose in this life is. It's to find our way back home in the arms of a loving Father. And Jesus is the door. The face of Jesus is the doorway to the realm of heaven. Not just when we die, but now through the veil from the natural realm into the spiritual realm. Jesus paid the price for us to be free, not only from this world, but from ourselves. The devil's a defeated foe. It says in the scripture that he was made an open spectacle. The responsibility is on us to find him who is already there. Wherever we go, whether we're at work, whether we're at the store, whether we're in school, whether in our neighborhood, we're playing sports, he is already there. As a matter of fact, he's always been there. He's here now and he always will be because he is the one who was, who is, and is to come. He is the great I am. And when we find him, it doesn't matter what's happening in our life. It doesn't matter if we have a needle in our arm. It doesn't matter if we're screaming at our spouse. It doesn't matter if we feel like taking our own life or, or we've chosen just to party our life away and, and live a life that has nothing to do with God. When we find him, we realize that he's already there and that he's been on this constant pursuit, showing us, finding us, helping us see. I remember when I was baptized with the Holy Spirit as a heroin addict, I remembered in an accelerated way, it just flashed through me. And I remembered in a moment, every time that I was a child, that I hitchhiked across the country, when I was on drugs, that God spoke to me through other people in different situations. And I saw that he was always pursuing me. He was always 
trying to get me to look up and see the song of songs he says come up with me to a higher place run away with me where into the realm of the king the realm of the king it says in the scripture there is a city in the psalms whose maker is God. In Hebrews, the author of Hebrews talks about the fathers of faith looking for a heavenly country. They were looking for a heavenly city. They weren't looking to cross over into Israel per se or cross the Jordan River. They were looking to translate into a city whose maker was God. just discovered it through a process of awakening and transformation of pursuing things in this realm that lit up the path as they followed the Holy Spirit into a higher place. Jesus paid the price. He said, in my Father's house, there are many rooms. If it weren't so, I wouldn't tell you. I go and prepare a place for you. Psalm 36, 8 through 10 says, All may drink of the anointing in the abundance of your house, and all may drink their fill from the delightful springs of Eden. To know you is to experience a flowing fountain, drinking in your life, springing up to satisfy. In your light, we receive the light of revelation. Lord, keep pouring out your unfailing love on those who are near you. And there is a river whose streams make glad the city of our God. Spirit is like water. It's like fire. He's like wind. Jesus is real. He's alive. He's our friend. And he's walking among us. And his light shines in the darkness so that we can see and remember. And from the moment we say, Jesus, come into my life, come into my heart, and we surrender, and he comes in, and the Holy Spirit comes upon us, there is an illumination that comes from within. And we begin to see things from a different perspective in a different way. Psalm 37, 4 through 7 says, Make God the utmost delight and pleasure of your life, and he will provide for you what you desire most. It's funny, that scripture is funny because it says, Make him the utmost desire of your life, and then he will give you what you desire most. So if he is the utmost desire of my life, what is it that I will receive? Jesus, if he's going to give me what I desire most and he is my utmost desire, then it's Jesus that I find. And it's when I find him that everything else around me starts to make more sense. It's okay for you to be who you are and it's okay for me to be who I am because Jesus formed us fashioned us in our mother's womb. He designed us. He made us beautiful in his image. Give God the right to direct your life and as you trust him along the way you will find he pulled it off perfectly. It may not always look like we think it's going to look. It may not happen exactly the way we envision it to happen but if we trust him at the end of the road we're going to look back 
can say, my God is faithful. My God is faithful to finish the work that he started in me. He will appear as your righteousness. So what is he faithful to finish in us? His righteousness, his image, the mystery of the ages. It says in the scriptures, in scriptures, Christ in you, the hope of glory. He will appear as your righteousness, as sure as the dawning of the new day. He will manifest as your justice, as sure, as strong as the noonday sun. But how? That's me talking. But how? Verse 7, quiet your heart in his presence and pray. Keep hope alive. As, and as you long for God, he will come through you. Quiet your heart and pray. And as you long for God, he will come through you. That's why that song, caught up in his presence, all we want is him. Our face becomes set towards him and we see those eyes of burning fire and that love. There's an exchange that happens between us and the king, just like the woman with the issue of blood. It says, Virtue came out of him. Jesus has virtue that comes from him to us. And when it encounters us, the way we see becomes different. The way we respond to the world around us becomes different. Things that are broken become whole. We become this temple this vessel for Jesus to possess and live through. I was in prayer about a month and a half ago and the Lord spoke to me and said step into the mystery. He actually said first, I heard the phrase, flow of the spirit. And he said, Joel, step into the mystery. And I remembered a prophetic word I received from one of the Catch a Fire Toronto people. My wife, Melissa, and I received a word. And it said, in this season, you are going to become hidden in Christ. She said, it doesn't mean you're not going to be ministering or praying, but your life is going to become hidden in him. And I knew when he said, step into the mystery, Joel, that that's what he was talking about. The mystery of what? The mystery of the spirit, the mystery of Christ, the flow of his anointing, understanding that my life is not my own, but it's his. And not just knowing it because it says it in the scripture, but actually living it and being conscious to let my desires die so that he can live. I knew when Melissa and I got married, the Lord spoke to me, he said, I am going to teach you how to love Melissa by the way you love me. And I'm going to teach you to love me by the way you love her. Well, how did he love the church? He died so that we can live. And just like he died so that we can live, he's waiting for us to die so that he can live. Because the world doesn't need an encounter with me. It doesn't need an encounter with you. Even though you have gifts, talents, and God loves us and we're all his favorite, they need Jesus. 
They need Jesus. They need the mystery of the ages. Christ in us, the hope of glory, that all creation is groaning for the manifestation of Christ in you. What? First, or John 1 and 12, right? To them he gave the right to become children of God. Those that believe in his name. So it starts with believing, believing, and surrendering, saying, God, and, and it's not just at the moment of salvation. That's the big moment that is the model for the rest of our life. We see Jesus, we surrender our life, we welcome him in, and we live. But each moment, we have the same opportunity to see Jesus wherever we are, to surrender what we think it is we're supposed to be doing to him so that he can live for the sake of the world. This isn't a salvation issue. Listen, there are many people who believe in Jesus with all their heart, and they've never been taught how to die, how to surrender, and let the Spirit of God. They're caught up in performance. They think the harder they try, the less they'll sin. And they find themselves in this loop of self-fulfilling prophecy. All their attention is on sin nature, and they just can't be set free. But if you turn your eyes towards Jesus, we find that he's already paid the price and that we're already free. We just have to believe, right? I love, uh, we're gonna have Graham Cook uh, in November, I believe, at the church. I should know that, but we're gonna have him, and, and, he, and he says he doesn't understand why so many Christians continue to pick up and tend to a corpse. If sin is dead, why do we keep tending to it and trying to deal with sin instead of grabbing onto Jesus and letting him be our guide and our path because he's never gonna lead us back there. He's always gonna lead us deeper into his kingdom, into his heart. And we find if we take a moment to dine at the table of the king, those mindsets that we were struggling with that we can't be free from, all of a sudden when we get up, we find they're gone. Why? Because Jesus paid the price. He paid the price. He said, it is finished. We do not have to work for what he has already done. We have to believe and surrender. And then there's this abiding. When we surrender, to Jesus and step into the flow of the Spirit. Christ in us illuminates and awakens our minds and spirits to walk in communion with God in such a way that it not only lights up our life, it begins to light up the lives of those who are around us. Man, if, if, if the light in you isn't causing other people to shine, if I was you, I wouldn't say, Jesus, what do I need to do? What do I need to give? I don't know what he means by surrender. I don't know how to let go and let God, all this language. What do they mean when they say that I'm seated with you in heavenly places? It's one thing to know the scripture, I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places, because we all know that and we believe it because it says it in the Bible. But it's quite another thing to live our life from heavenly places.
What does he say? Isaiah, arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Ephesians, awake you who sleep and rise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. In the light of the revelation of the Holy Spirit, the scripture begins to make sense. Chris Valentin at, at Bethel Reading said recently in one of his messages, he said, you know what? If you keep sitting down and trying to compare one scripture after a next and just completely detail everything out, all you're going to find is a book full of inconsistency, inconsistencies and things that contradict itself. You cannot understand the book unless you know the author. His light has to shine in you for us to see. The Spirit and the Word. Hebrews 4 12, the Word of God is living and active, sharper than a double-edged sword. It penetrates deep. It divides soul and spirit, joint and marrow. The Scripture is like a precious seed that when sown into the heart and spirit of a person, springs up into everlasting life. And Jesus said, out of their hearts and bellies will flow rivers of living water. We're going to do an activation. Is this making sense? Jesus. Yeah, can we stand up together? We're going to do a few different things. <laughs> yes. Shabbat. Can we just pray in the spirit for just, just a minute? Those of you that have a prayer language, pray in tongues. And if you've never prayed in tongues before, just pray in tongues anyway. It's really easy. Jesus already paid the price. The presence of God is already here. We don't have to fight for what he's already been tortured and killed for. Right? Think about it. We do fight, but it looks different. Heaven is different than the natural realm, right? This is how I fight my battles. Right? It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Our battle, we fight through communion. you to put your hands out in front of you like this and I just want you to close your eyes with me and I want you to let go of every care and we're going to learn how to be hidden in Christ I'm going to read this scripture to you Colossians 3 3 through 4 it says, your crucifixion with Christ has severed your tie to this life, and now your true life is hidden away in God and Christ. And, and as Christ himself is seen for who he really is, who you really are will be revealed. And the last phrase says, and now you are one with him in glory. So we're going to seek his face. So Lord, we just, if you close your eyes with me and put your hands out, just let everything go. And if, if you don't know how, say, Holy Spirit, help me let this go. I pray all the time, Holy Spirit, help me die so that he can live. Teach us the depths of surrender. And just see the face of Jesus. 
when we see him for who he really is, we will see ourselves for who we are. When we see his face, there's an exchange. All of a sudden, those things that were easily entangling us begin to fall away. Why? Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. There's freedom, not entanglement. Freedom. So Jesus, Holy Spirit, I just pray that you would just come upon each person right now as they seek your face. Some of you are going to feel the power of God rest upon you. Acts 1 and 8, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will receive power. It's not just one time that the Holy Spirit comes and fills. He's always here to fill. He's always here to come upon us. Bill Johnson and Bethel Redding says the Holy Spirit comes upon you for the sake of the world and he lives inside of you for your sake. So let him clothe you. Holy Spirit, come. God created us to feel. He created us to have minds and imaginations and thought life. He makes all things beautiful. It's time to take back our imagination for God. Jesus, we need you. Jesus, we want to see your face. We want to look into your eyes of fire and see. We want to know you and you alone. You are the dream we're looking for. So just feel them. Some of you might feel heat. You might feel laughter. You might fear trembling. You might have tears. Those are the three, the three most common manifestations of the presence of God in the Bible are number one is tears, two is joy, and then three is trembling. If you research the scriptures, when he shows up, those things happen. It's funny, we talk about the presence of God. Michael Culliano said it, and we did a Holy Spirit conference. He said, the presence of God comes with a face or comes with a name, and his name is Jesus. Jesus is the presence. It's him here now. Let's just rest here for just a moment. Jesus. Clothe everyone here. Find his face. Feel his presence. Breathe in. Drink from the wells of salvation. Revelations 22:17 says this come says the holy spirit and the bride in divine duet let everyone who has ear hears this duet join them in saying come let everyone be gripped with spiritual thirst say come and let everyone who craves the gift of living water come and drink of it freely so drink of the spirit Holy Spirit, come, manifest. We know you're here. Manifest on each individual person here. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Raise your hand for me if you're experiencing the Holy Spirit. Lift it up high. I want to see. All right. If you actually are feeling the Holy Spirit, on your shoulders, keep your hand up or raise your hand, okay? If you're experiencing tears or emotions, you're emotional, raise your hand. 
Yeah. If you're experiencing joy that's bubbling up within you, raise your hand for me. Yeah. Any trembling in the room? Shaking. Yeah. Everybody's experiencing something different, and some people are experiencing the same thing. But he's here. How many of you experience peace right now? Just about everybody. You know why? Because Jesus is the Prince of Peace. I'm going to read this scripture, and we're going to do one more activation, and we're going to pray. The First Corinthians... Ashama. Chapter 2. Paul says, uh, My brothers and sisters, when I first came to proclaim the secrets of God, I refuse to come to you as an expert trying to impress you with my eloquent speech and lofty wisdom. For while I was with you, I was determined to be consumed with one topic, Jesus, the crucified Messiah. I stood before you feeling inadequate, filled with reverence for God, and trembling under the sense of the importance of my words. The message that I preached and how I preached it was not an attempt to sway you with persuasive arguments, but to prove to you the almighty power of God's Holy Spirit. For God intended that your faith not be established in man's wisdom, but by trusting in God. However, the wisdom that we continually speak of when we are among the spiritually mature, it is wisdom that didn't originate in this present age nor did it come from the rulers of this age who are being dethroned. Instead, we continually speak of this wonderful wisdom that comes from God, hidden before now in a mystery. It is his secret plan destined before the ages to bring us into glory. None of the rulers of this present age or world order understood, for if they had, they would not have crucified crucified the Lord of glory and in verse 10 but now God unveils these profound realities to us by his spirit yes he has revealed to us the inmost heart and the deepest mysteries through the Holy Spirit who constantly explores all things Jesus You know that each one of you have been granted the right to see heaven from earth. Why would we have these heavenly encounters? Sometimes I believe God does it just because he loves us and he wants to show us part of his nature. But I think most of the time he does it so that we can come back to earth with a greater authority and a greater faith and a greater hope to be the gospel to the world that is in desperate need of a savior to remember who they are to set people free from the clutches of the demonic of the rulers and powers of this age the prince the power of the air but there's a news flash this world never belonged to him. It always belonged to its creator. Jesus. So we're going to do another activation here because it's time to learn this abiding. What we're doing is we're practicing abiding. We're practicing abiding. We're learning to allow the presence of God to come on us you know, I've watched ministry teams and trained ministry teams all over the place. And I'll come in sometimes and see people striving. They think the harder they pray or the more that they say and the more that they do and the more scriptures they quote, the more breakthrough they're going to have. But listen, the scripture will always be powerful. <laughs> but it's going to have
have so much more power when it's yielded to the Spirit of God to come forth. But it's learning how to yield. We were practicing surrender and abiding. So I want you to stand up and find a partner. Right now. Three, two, one, let's go. Yeah, find a partner, get them across from you. Get them across from you. And I want you to put your hands out. Don't, don't touch them yet. Because I'm going to teach, and we're going to learn about the power of impartation. Right? So what I want us to do while we're standing across from each other, I want us to close our eyes. And I want us to find Jesus. And I want us to let that presence wash over us again. And when those feelings come, and we start to tremble, or we start to experience joy, or we start to weep, or we feel that cloak come over us, then I want us to reach out and touch their shoulders. Can I just get everybody to not talk right now? They were, just for a second, I want us all to do this together. Thank you. You guys are amazing. Not everyone follows directions well. I'm one of them. So let's close our eyes and find Jesus. And as soon as you feel that power clothe you, I want you to reach out and touch the person's shoulders across from you. And you can both have those, both have, be touching each other's shoulders at the same time and say, I release the spirit. Yeah, I release the spirit. I see you guys engaging. I see people starting to connect. Yeah. See, the Spirit will rest upon you and flow to you to others. You can stand with them and pray and things be okay. But if you wait on the Lord, think about this scripture in a new light with me. Those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They will run and not be weary. They will mount up with wings like eagles. You're learning to wait on the Lord, to abide. Shaba, Shaba, Kashikete, in the presence of the Most High. Shoko, Baba, Bashike. Yeah, continue to release it. Continue to let it flow. Feel the flow. <laughs> the Spirit. It's the anointing of the Holy Spirit. It says that it, that, it, that it comes down the beard of Aaron. It comes down his garments and pools at his feet. It's when it comes to his feet that it spreads out to the world around him. Yeah. Believe, surrender, and abide and release it. Loose the Holy Spirit. We loose the Holy Spirit, more Lord, increase, 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 increase. Now find out if, if anybody around you needs prayer for any kind of illness or any pain in their body, if they need healing, if they need dental work done, whatever it is that they need, if they need baptized, ask them. And find that place. Listen, we did this with our some of our teams at Bethel, and somebody testified. They were like, I felt it come on me, and I, I laid hands on someone, and the power of God went through me, and they were slain in the spirit. And I said, Did you do it again? They were like, Well, no, I didn't think to. <laughs> and I said, No, do it again. So when you do it once, you can go to the next person, find Jesus, let him come over you, then, then, then engage again. So continue to minister to one another. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. It's learning to find Jesus where we are. Because he's always there. He's always near. More, Lord. 
up there too. Come on. Yes. Jesus. God, I know we're going a little long, but just hold still. Let's wait here for just a minute. Not everybody's done. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. still praying continue to pray but how many of you here felt the Holy Spirit come upon you and when you touched the other person you actually felt something go through you raise your hands wow isn't it amazing right it's okay to feel it but you know what even when you don't he's doing it by faith we live by faith, right? That's why it's important that we believe. Surrender and abide. It's in that abiding that we find communion with him that the power and the love of God flows in a way that it will never flow without communion. I'm going to read this. I'm going to close with this. I'm going to read this scripture one more time. Colossians chapter 3 your crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie to this life it's talking about the natural realm and now your true life is hidden away in God in Christ and as Christ himself is seen for who he really is who you really are will be revealed for you are now one with him and glory, Jesus said, abide in me, and you will bear much fruit. It's like plugging your iPhone charger into the wall and putting the cord into the phone. Whoop. Power up. Right? For That's for you teenagers up there. You know, when you start, when you're ministering to your others and you're in the presence of the Lord or you're studying the scriptures and in your own, you're in your own devotion time and you start to get overwhelmed with the presence like that, just stop what you're doing. If you're praying for someone and they begin to weep or, or cry or laugh, you can wrap up your prophetic word or your prayer, but it's not time to come up with more stuff to prayer. It's time to yield and let him. Because all of the tools, the scripture, the prophetic, words of knowledge, all that leads to one thing. Jesus taking over. And the world needs him. Desperately. The closer we get to him, the more desperate we become. The closer we get to him, the more we realize how much we need him in each moment to be successful. In Jesus' name. Jesus? Yeah, me too. All right. It's time to make somebody else feel awkward. Could you guys just stand and let's extend our hand. Actually, we'll let him rest. Jill's been standing the last hour while we've been sitting. So just stretch your hands out and um, we'd love to bless you guys, your marriage, your family. Here you go. So we want to bless your marriage, 
Remy, your future, your decisions that you're making, your home, your the merger of their, their family cultures coming together right now just since June, and uh, Bethel, Cleveland, the whole Cleveland area. So we just we just want to send you off with a blessing. So God, we, we thank you for the Reichlands, Lord. We thank you for who they are in you. We thank you for Remy. We thank you for just, just her very unique, beautiful existence on this earth. God, we thank you for her purpose, and we thank you that you open the right doors, close the wrong ones, and you just bring her right into your heart where she's supposed to be. Wherever that is for her future, whatever that looks like for schooling, whatever that looks like, Lord, just, just let her delight in you and honor every single desire of her heart, every prayer that she's prayed, every every request that she's made into you, Lord, just, just make it, just fulfill that promise, fulfill that prophecy in her life, in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for Joel and Melissa. God, we thank you for bringing them together. We thank you for their new life. We thank you for uh, just hope. We thank you for joy. We thank you for the peace. We thank you for their home. We bless their marriage. We bless their other children that aren't with us today, Lord. We bless them, Lord. We bless them. We thank you. We thank you, God. We thank you for Cleveland. We thank you for the promises and the prophecies over Cleveland, Ohio. We thank you for the destiny of Cleveland. We thank you for every promise being fulfilled. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you that Ohio, Ohio shall be saved. We thank you that Ohio is pivotal in the kingdom movement, in the revival movement, and in a great awakening, Jesus. We thank you that you're connecting the north to the south, to the east, to the west, Lord. And we thank you that a fire will ignite here to ignite the entire nations, God. We thank you, Jesus, for Ohio. Lord, we just bless them. We bless their travels today. We bless their, their connection time. And we thank you for them imparting and blessing and just pouring out to us today. Lord, we just, we just pray that you make their wildest dreams and beyond come true. We thank you, Jesus. All right, we love you. Have an amazing day and week. Give somebody a high five, a couple hugs before you leave. And uh, we can't wait to see you through the week, through things going on. And next Sunday, bless you guys. We love you.